What up fam, I'm Elena, a certified nutrition coach, personal trainer, and hormone specialist. I'm a former public educator turned holistic fitness coach, and I'm on a mission to disrupt diet culture and educate individuals on how they can heal their gut issues, hormone imbalance, and food relationships caused by chronic dieting, inflammation, and autoimmune or chronic illness. My philosophy for coaching is simple. Eat more, move better, feel amazing, because life is too short to feel like shit. So let's dive in. Welcome everybody to another episode. I believe we're on episode 42 of What the Funk. And today we're talking about thyroid function and a few things that you need to know when you're getting your thyroid tested by your doctor and why the labs that your doctor are looking at might not be telling the full story. Um, So let's talk really quick about hypothyroidism in general, okay? There are a couple different types of hypothyroidism. There's like subclinical hypothyroidism, which is a, your levels are off and you are showing biofeedback consistent with a low functioning thyroid. This can include things like thinning hair. I've seen issues with skin, um, having dry skin. You have some gut issues likely, and the gut issues probably caused the thyroid issue, just to be real with you. Um, But they're still typically present. Um, You've got usually a lower metabolism or a slower metabolism because your thyroid directly impacts your metabolic function. Um, good times had by all. Uh, and sometimes you can be dealing with weight gain. A lot of times people will also deal with heightened anxiety um, with this low thyroid. And one big, big thing that I see a lot that many, many people complain of, I've experienced this myself, is the brain fog associated with hypothyroidism. So we have this subclinical hypothyroidism, but we also have autoimmune hypothyroidism or Hashimoto's thyroiditis, which is where your body's actually attacking your thyroid. Um, and they look like subclinical hypothyroidism as well as Hashimoto's or autoimmune thyroid disease can present very similarly in individuals. And a lot of times this like baseline subclinical hypothyroidism is often autoimmune disease, but because your doctors aren't digging deep enough at the get-go, it gets missed a lot of times. I can I can count multiple scenarios in which I've seen on a client's labs signs of autoimmune disease or even chronic illness. So we're looking at Hashimoto's, even PCOS, that the doctor didn't like catch or they didn't clock it um, once we do some further labs. And then I'm like, I go back to my client and I go, hey, you need to get your doctor's like official diagnosis on this, because I think this might be what's happening. Let's have them double check it. They go to the doctor and lo and behold, <laughs> they've got a freaking disease um, and they never knew about it. And it's important to know what's actually going on in your body while having a medical diagnosis is good for accessing, um, you know, further diagnostics. A lot of times in the case of an autoimmune thyroid disease, you do need medication to help move the needle because lifestyle intervention alone isn't going to be enough. But for subclinical hypothyroidism or just plain old non-autoimmune low functioning thyroid, you don't usually need medication. And a lot of people end up getting medication that they don't actually need, and then they don't get any other kind of support. And so this is where sometimes we have to advocate for ourselves and educate ourselves on what we need to be looking for when it comes to our thyroid, right? Um, So first things first, I need to talk with you about thyroid levels. Okay. What are the different thyroid levels? So we have TSH, 
which is your thyroid stimulating hormone. And this is the one that doctors pull usually. Um, It's one of the most common ones. And essentially this just means how effective is your thyroid functioning? Is it working harder or is it working at a reasonable pace to pump out T4? Our thyroid creates a hormone called T4. This T4 is the inactive thyroid hormone. And there's two sides to this coin. There's a total T4 and a free T4. The free portion is the portion that your body can actually use to convert into T3, which is your active thyroid hormone. Same thing with T3. There are two different sides of this coin. There's a free T3 and a reverse T3. And the basics of this is the free T3 is the good and the reverse T3 is absolutely useless and it will block receptors within the body. If you have too much reverse T3, it can inhibit the receptors within the body from getting the free T3. So we have to look at reverse T3 in addition to free T3. And typically doctors are only pulling TSH and free T4. So we're only seeing the total thyroid function and we're only seeing how much free T4 you have available to convert into T3. We're not actually seeing how effective and efficient your thyroid is at converting that free T4 into the free T3, right? Um, And so this is where a lot of people get stuck is because they look at the total TSH, the free T4 looks okay, and then the doctor goes, you're fine. Now, the thing that a lot of medical providers will sometimes miss is also pulling a thyroid antibody. And this is the one that drives me crazy. So there's two different types of thyroid antibodies. The TPOAB is the one that's most commonly used to determine if further testing is needed for autoimmune disease. So for example, when I got my lab work tested, when I went to an endocrinologist for my thyroid back when I was, you know, 23, 24 years old, something like that. Oh, wow. So it's been, it's been a while since I've, since I started my whole journey, I have to sometimes think about that number. Um, what ended up happening is they pulled the TPOAB. It clocked really high. I don't remember my exact numbers, but it was not normal. It was off the charts. But then they also did a further thyroid biopsy of nodules that I had on my thyroid to just double check that it wasn't cancer and also to see if there were antibodies present in the thyroid tissue. And there was antibodies present in the thyroid tissue. Uh, Luckily, I did not have thyroid cancer, but that if you have nodules and you go to a specialist, typically they will like check that you know, it's getting a thyroid biopsy is not the most pleasant thing on the face of the planet because they stick a needle in your neck. (laughs) It's very jarring, like mentally to kind of see that, but it it was worth it. And then they do an ultrasound to further check the size of those nodules as I was going through my initial like first year, year and a half of treatment to really get a grip on the Hashimoto's. Now, the thing is, is that a lot of times I will tell somebody to ask for the thyroid antibodies (laughs) and the reverse T3 and the free T3. And the doctor goes, it's not medically necessary. And in my head, I'm screaming. Cause I'm like, how do you know it's not medically necessary unless you track it? And if somebody has biofeedback or symptoms consistent with a low functioning thyroid, why wouldn't you want to look at the full picture? I'm not sure where in Western medicine the the thyroid conversation comes into play. I know that doctors don't typically study hormones that intensely unless they go into like a specialty. And even then I've seen some questionable things from endocrinologists. I've seen some questionable things from OBs in regards to sex hormones where they like 
it's almost as if they don't want people to have the information or the knowledge. And it absolutely drives me nuts. Now, thankfully there are some really amazing providers out there. I have some clients that work with like regular PCPs or specialists that are willing to look at whatever my clients ask for. Um, and in the situations where my clients, doctors say, no, we're not going to look at this. I tell them, okay, cool. So what you need to do, and it's is a tip for everybody. You need to look at them and say, okay, I need you to notate a refusal to draw these labs. And I need you to provide a reason that is something other than it's not medically necessary because I want it clocked on my medical records that you denied me this information, even though I have symptoms consistent with insert, whatever it is that you're asking for with low functioning thyroid. Um, and I would like to, and if you don't know, if you have had been ever checked for autoimmune disease, you can even go so far as to say, as I want it clocked on, I want it notated. I don't know. I keep saying clocked. That's just like on my radar for some reason right now. I want it notated on my medical records. And I want a letter from you stating that you refuse to check these levels for me to rule out autoimmune disease, even though I have biofeedback can typically consistent with individuals with this diagnosis. Right. And a lot of times what happens is your doctor will either concede to your request to pull the labs they might not be nice about it. I've, I've heard some horror stories from my clients where my doctors at, like say the like really mean things to them in that appointment. Um, or they give it, or they still say no. And in that situation, at least for me and my clients, I have the ability to pull and order these labs at like a lower cost. And even if some clients that their labs are included in the cost of their coaching, cause they just, they know that they're, they don't have like an established doctor or they know that their doctor is not going to cooperate. They've had bad experiences and it's just better for us to like get this stuff ourselves, Right. So though that's kind of what you would do. And then if you were working with me, then we would go with like a private route. Granted, you can still get these labs privately, even outside of this, like life extension is a wonderful resource for getting labs. You can get a comprehensive thyroid panel from life extension. That's going to cover all the bases, um, including antibodies. And I want to say it's around $200, give or take. Now the labs that I pull, pull adrenals, sex hormones, thyroid, lipids, um, and other metabolic, uh, labs, um, for that same like cost typically, or somewhere like around there. So it's a little less cost efficient to go through something like life extension, but you can get them. Um, the labs through, you know, that you can purchase through like lab corp directly or Sonora quest are usually not going to be as comprehensive as life extension. So I typically refer people to life extension, just sort of like if you need to access them privately, cause your doctor's not pulling them. So anyway, so your doctor is only looking at T4 and TSH, which again, gives us a very minimal overview of the thyroid function. And it tells us absolutely nothing about how effectively the body is converting that free T4 to free T3 or even reverse T3. So you end up in like a scenario where you're either getting told you're fine, but you don't feel fine or you get a medication. Now, the problem with the medication that's typically prescribed is it's almost always something called levothyroxine, which if you've heard of it, it's, 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 or it's also Synthroid. Synthroid is the, is the name brand. Levothyroxine is the um, generic version and it's a T4 only medication. Okay. Well, this is, this is it. Riddle me this. If somebody has a low functioning thyroid, they're probably not converting from T4 to T3 effectively. So the answer is to give them more T4, but they're not even utilizing it correctly. More T4 is not always the answer. What you have to do is you have to create a scenario where you're optimally able to convert that T4 into T3. See what I'm saying? <laughs> so this is where it's like, it gets really confusing and I get really frustrated and people get frustrated because then they go and they get told, oh, you're okay. And blah, blah, blah. And take this medication and come back in six weeks. Well, then their TSH ends up like either like way high or way low. And then they have too much T4 and then they have to change the medication around. And it's just like, listen, 
If you don't have an autoimmune disease and you just have regular hypothyroidism, you probably don't need a fucking medication. Like that's just the end all be all of it. What you need to do is you need to optimize your body converting. Now, if you do have an autoimmune disease, I recommend advocating for a T4, T3 combination medication because you're usually going to feel better because if your thyroid's not working, it's not going to do anything with that T4. It's not going to convert it properly. <laughs> so at least not without a lot of help. So giving a T4 and T3 combo medication, Nature Thyroid, Armor Thyroid, things like that are much better, but it's not what doctors typically want to give people, but you can advocate to get that. Um, and so you would just say, okay, I know I have this. I would prefer to try a combination T4 and T3 medication versus this T4 medication only, um, because I want to ensure that I'm supporting my body's use of the T4. And I know that if autoimmune disease is present, I'm likely not converting properly. Um, and that's going to be your, your better option to be completely honest. Now, again, I'm not a medical professional. I'm just a functional nutrition coach who has been around the block with this myself and with my clients several times. Um, and these are the just, this is just, this is my hot takes and my tips for you guys. Again, not medical advice, <laughs> but start advocating for yourself, right? So how do we start supporting this conversion regardless of whether you end up on medication or because you have autoimmune disease or you end up with medication just for regular hypothyroidism, or you say, I don't want medication. I want to try doing this on my own. Um, we need to, God, you guys are going to, I'm going to sound like a broken record. You need to start taking care of your sleep in a much bigger way and much more intentional way than you're willing to. Now, a lot of people are like, oh, I'll just try to go to bed earlier. No, that's not enough. Yes, you do need to make sure that your schedule is supportive of you actually getting enough sleep, which most people are not going to get enough sleep. And if you do have a low functioning thyroid, you're probably going to need more than like seven hours. You're probably going to need seven and a half to eight, eight and a half hours of sleep a night, which can be a little bit difficult because this means saying no to certain things within your life. This means saying maybe no to socializing after work more often than not. This might mean saying no to watching another episode of your favorite show. This means putting down your phone and not scrolling at night. This means finding other things to help you wind down in the evening so you can protect that sleep time. When I first got diagnosed with my autoimmune disease, I had no social life. But I was also kind of glad for that because I finally was giving myself permission to rest and stop pushing my body in situations where like I would go and I would be social and I would do things, but I felt miserable all the time. I felt sick. I felt tired. I felt fatigued. I was relying on caffeine at all hours of the day to get me through. I was trying to function when I didn't have enough get up and go to do it. And it made it worse. And once I realized what was actually going on in my body and I gave myself the permission to finally rest Oh my gosh, I felt so much better. It was just, oh, I cannot tell you what a relief it was. And the way that I communicated that to the people in my life was just like, listen, I enjoy my time and my socialization with you, but right now I have to say no to some things so I can say yes to recovering my health so that I can continue to enjoy things. Now, I will say, even now, now that I'm in remission, technically in remission, because I'm off medication and I'm well-managed and my antibodies are in range and, you know, my other thyroid levels are looking real solid, I still make sure that I proactively protect my rest. I proactively protect 
my own time to do nothing. I will not pack a million things on my calendar because I know that in order to maintain my thyroid health, I have to continuously protect my time and say no to other things so I can feel good on a daily basis. I can feel energized. I can show up for my family. I can show up for my friends. I can show up for my clients. I can do the hobbies that I want to do. I can read the books. I can crochet the blankets. I can go and do the things outdoors that I enjoy doing. But that only comes because I make sure that I'm continuously, proactively protecting my time and my rest. Not only that, but like get away the blanket, you guys. Get a new pillow. Put up some black up curtains. Get a noise machine, right? To help you sleep better at night. Because let's say you do have a night where you can't get enough sleep. You can still get high quality sleep. And by just making these small adjustments to your sleep environment, it can make a world of difference. Now, if you also have some adrenal issues going on, which is pretty typical when somebody's dealing with hypothyroidism, to some degree, you have slightly elevated cortisol. Um, but When you have this elevated cortisol, all these things for sleep and sleep environment still apply. <laughs> you still need to make sure that you're protecting your environment and protecting your time and protecting your energy management, especially with getting off your damn phone at night. I know we all want to like chill and scroll on social media and it's entertaining, but it's not good for your sleep at all or your cortisol levels, which directly impact your thyroid health. Okay. Um, and so this is, uh, today I really just wanted to make sure that we covered like low thyroid things, what to look for in your labs and what are, what are, what is like the number one thing that you can do to help address that thyroid health, whether it's just regular subclinical hypothyroidism, non-autoimmune, or it is an autoimmune disease, your sleep, your rest, your recovery is going to be a huge, huge thing when it comes to supporting your body's ability to convert that T4, that free T4 into that free T3 and reduce the amount of work that your thyroid has to do. Now, one fun thing about TSH before we wrap this episode up today, you guys, is typically a high TSH is indicative of a low functioning thyroid because the higher the TSH is, the harder your thyroid is working to kick out that T4. It's working mad overtime to keep your body running. And that's an adaptation that your body makes. Now, when you chronically end up in that state, this is when you can sometimes trigger like an autoimmune disease or you get that, that lower metabolism because your body's trying to manage your energy because your thyroid directly impacts your metabolism. So the harder it has to work to kick out T4, the slower it wants your metabolism because it wants to work less. And that's that correlation between thyroid function and metabolism. So just fun note about TSH. Usually if it's like over like a two, two and a half, that's a sign that we've got some high thyroid going on, which you'll see on a lot of lab work. You can have a TSH like up to like five plus. I don't typically run by that. I use a much smaller reference range and I'm looking for like what is optimal for people. Now, 
also optimal is going to be slightly different for each person, but in general, anything above a two, two and a half is going to mean you've got some level of hypothyroidism going on and it's worth it to really make sure you're protecting your sleep, protecting your energy, protecting your time, say no to things so you can say yes to yourself and hopefully you'll start to feel better and that brain fog will recede and your hair will stop falling out and you'll actually have the energy to be social and to exercise and do all the things that you actually want to do. All right, you guys, that is it for today's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in and I'll catch you on the next one. Thank you so much for tuning into the What The Funk podcast. Be sure to leave a rating and a review and don't forget to take a screenshot. Tag me on Instagram. My handle is at elena.m.fit. I would love to hear what you want to hear on the podcast. I do respond to DMs. I would love to talk with all of you. I'm so excited for you being here today. Thank you so much for the support and I will see you next time. Just a quick disclaimer for the information found in the What the Funk podcast. I am not a licensed medical professional, mental health professional, or registered dietitian. The advice and recommendations given out on this channel and on this podcast are not intended to diagnose or treat any kind of medical condition or mental health condition. If you do think you have a medical condition, please speak with your medical provider. Please consult your medical provider before implementing any kind of supplement regimen or exercise regimen or nutrition regimen into your lifestyle, as well as be aware that listening to this podcast does not constitute a coach-client relationship. Thank you guys so much.